Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. What's going on, guys? Byron Rogers here with Executive Protection Lifestyle once again. And I have a guest here who, um, in my world, he's been kind of the type of guy that I've, I've always heard about, but I've never had the honor to meet until now. So it's, it's an absolute honor uh, to have John Nettles on the show. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you all doing? Good, good, man. It's I'm glad to have you. Thanks for doing this and, and hanging with us. I've always just kind of heard about you from the guys that brought me into the game, that brought me into, uh, you know, brought me into executive protection. So, um, you know, I'm definitely, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, as someone that you get to meet someone that you've kind of looked up to for a while. So that's really cool. I'm glad you're able to do this with us. Um, so question number one is, you know, what would be a big turning point for you in your career? Uh, a moment in your career where you really felt like, you know, you were doing what you wanted to do in terms of uh, what you've chosen to do for the last couple of decades, three, four decades. Well, yeah, really there's no you know, decisive moment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of our family heritage. Uh, my great grand, my great great grandfather, great grandfather, grandfather, my dad uh, was all um, in the military. So there was really, it's just kind of my way of life. Uh, pretty much what it was was the military gave me a uh, you know path to do uh, what we wanted to do, and uh, uh, I don't know any really anything different. Um, so it wasn't like I came from a you know lineage of bankers or something. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we did, and. Uh, um, yeah, I was, there was, like I said, there's no defining moment of going, you know, the, the clouds opened up, sh- sunshine came, shine in, said, this is it, this is what you're going to do. No, yeah. it, it, it wasn't that dramatic. It was, this is what you, this is what we do. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So it's just kind of like your culture, the way you grew up and the way that the men in your life or the others in your life kind of led you. Yeah, pretty much. An organic yeah. thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, you know, into the background, you know, what's your kind of, what's your, you know, who are you at? Well, what's your background exactly for all the listeners? Well, background was I spent 21 years with the military. Uh, uh, most of, probably about 90% of it was with the special forces, uh, the Green Berets. Uh, and then certain elements within that organization as well. Um, and then a lot of the security side of the house, you know, we bounced around doing uh, uh, some contracting. Um mainly kind of in the same space, uh, work with some, the intelligence community, 
uh, in that space. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of the, the, the background, U.S. Special Operations and then the uh, intelligence community and then certain jobs that kind of was similar to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just kind of carried on from what you were government trained to do, but into the sure. private sector with those things. It, exactly. Uh, I do, you know, currently, you know, uh, being a senior special, op- uh, retired special operations guy, you know, I believe it's our duty is to pass the information, lessons learned, stuff that we screwed up on and didn't die from, uh, but we want to pass that information off to the next generation. So, you know, I've been an advisor to, to uh, other special operations organizations within us socom as a full-time advisor for them and that was mainly to pass information so they didn't make the same mistakes um, i've been an advisor for the sas uh, as well um was over there for over a year as their advisor and uh training you know like i said train next generation now as a, as a independent contractor where i get contracted to go train uh, uh whether it's uh force recon guys uh, for a three week CQB course or shooting or, or uh, just finished third recon doing uh snipe sustainment for them a couple of weeks ago. And also I do the kidnap and ransom for different organizations out there. I just was in Nigeria three weeks ago doing uh, kidnap ransom over there. So, it, you know, it, it, it's ebb and flows. It's busy. Um, might get, you know, like we went and did a job, uh, we're recovering some folks uh, in, this, in Central America um, that was, you know, sex trafficking related. So we get the weird phone calls. Uh, May have to go do surveillance on some folks. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's in line with our old community. But uh, what else am I going to do? I had Thirty years doing that. How am I going to be a banker? No, I don't <laughs> think so. it's not my lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely not. I agree with you. Yeah. You know, I was. Yeah getting out of the Marine Corps. That's what I was most afraid of. I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to stay into something? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I, when I was trying to, when I was looking at the questions to ask you, you know, with that background, I was like, Jesus, you know, I mean, there's like five, six infinite episodes of experience and knowledge in there, (laughs) you know? So what can I, I, I really was like, well, what can I really ask? You know, that would be, I don't know, more meaningful or not mean more meaningful, but just different. Mm-hmm. And so I, a lot yeah. of the stuff that I went with was just kind of more trying to understand what, you know, drives a man to have a lifetime of service like that, kind of the ideas, the beliefs, yeah. you know, what that's all well, about. Yeah, well, well, the beliefs, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's God and country okay. and it's doing the right thing. And, and, and uh, we, we still, I'm not motivated in my money and neither mm-hmm. are the guys that I associate with. Uh, we are always motivated by doing the right thing. Awesome. Uh, don't matter what it is. Uh, we will risk our life. And we do. Um, every time we go do some of uh, you know, the work overseas for doing the right thing. Uh, it, we may be breaking laws or bending laws in certain countries to go recover somebody, uh, whether it's, um, or to go assist a, a foreign government and uh, dealing with their, with their folks and, you know, cause I have a group that's oppressing a certain group. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, that's, that's what we do. And at the end of the day, it's doing the right thing. And it's always God and country. Uh, and, you know, we'll never do anything that violates our principles and, and uh, our, you know, violate any principles that we have with our government. Um, mm-hmm. We will, we always want to be good stewards. If we go overseas and do something, we want to be able to look back on it and go, you know what? Uh, we were Americans and we did the right thing. Man, 
that's good to go. That's powerful. It's, and I think it's not so simple as a lot of people think, but it is so simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's, yeah. Beautifully. Simple. Exactly. Simplicity. It's just simple. We try, we never try to, uh, uh, make anything sexy because nothing we do is sexy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I always beat this, uh, drum when I'm mm. training the next generation of boys, mm. um, is nothing we do is high speed. Everything we do is basics and fundamentals. We just do them very fast and efficiently. Cut the bullshit multicam and I'm a cool guy <laughs> wear hair gel. Cut that bullshit out. Yeah. It's again, nothing we do is cool or exciting. It's just what we do. Um, yeah. To us, it's not that big of a deal. And yeah. I, tr- you know, we don't run around with the, the grunt style t shirts and, you know, the special forces license plate and stuff. I, I, you know, when I go home, I go hunt, mm. I fish, and I feed damn horses, uh, and that's about it. And I cut grass. Heck yeah. So yeah, we're just another dude in a mall um, yeah. in somebody's way. At the end of the day, we are. We awesome. have a unique. We just have a unique job. That's different. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's I mean, well, we live in the age of all the you know, the sensationalism. <laughs> I know it's insane. It's you know we make fun of them. Is what yeah. we do, you know, behind the scenes, like, come on, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like everybody wants to have their, their, you know, their t- 10 minutes of fame. Yeah. Just be normal and don't have the big ego of you're bigger than yourself. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. you know, do, do something bigger than yourself, not be that guy. Do something bigger than yeah. yourself. Don't pretend. Do, do yeah. Yeah. Be, do something bigger than yourself. I, I can agree more. And it's like, yeah. I mean, it's awesome hearing that, you know, and you know what I find the most, uh, how do I say like the most legitimate guys, but the guys that have done the most tend to just bring it right back there. Like I'm just a man doing a job. That's right. I believe I was here that I'm fortunate enough to get to do fortunate mm-hmm. enough to be able to do, you know, by the grace of God. And I'm exactly, know, I'm going to do it. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. You know, I, I got a lot of good friends and uh, that I consider heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't consider myself one at all. I've worked with them and I know them. I know a bunch of badasses. I'm not one of them, mm-hmm. uh, but I know them. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I surround myself with people that bring stuff to the table and they're that have the same mindset and the same ethics that I do. Yeah. So I try to have, um, you know, there's guys that I work with that I consider 10 times better in a person than I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's good is I feed off them and it makes me a better, a better leader and a better person. Now I fuck stuff up, uh, and I admit it. And when I do, I, you know, I admit it. And, and, uh, but the thing is, is everything's cool. Like Fonzie, if you learn from it, yeah. Uh, if you don't learn from it and humble yourself, um, then you're probably not a guy I'm going to be hanging out with or I'm going to work with. Yeah, I agree. That not humbling yourself and not, I mean, it's, it's a dangerous thing. You know, um, I think it's probably one of the ultimate signs of strength to be able to own it and suck yeah. it up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. If you screwed up, own it, move on, learn from yeah. it. Yeah. Get better. Yeah. Keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you kind of answered the question, like, you know, who you are at your core, you know, um, yeah. really sounds like God and country, you know, your man yeah. trying to do a job. Is that about kind of yeah. Exactly. We're, we're, I'm here to do a job that some people won't do. Yeah. Uh, I'm just fortunate enough that I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have 
been where I've been and worked with the folks I've worked with and, and they gave me the drive to, to do what I do. Um, again, I don't consider it sexy. It's not, mm-hmm. it's just a different damn job. Uh, yeah. It's unique. It, it's unique. I mean, uh, I mean, hell we make up less than 0.03% of the military, um, wow. of the boys that, that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have a unique job. And I like what you were saying about, you know, it not being sexy about it, just being, you know, really good at the fundamentals. You know, I think that's yeah. just something that needs to get out there, you know, yeah. and the better you get at the fundamentals, the better you get it all. Then you actually get good, <laughs> you know, that's right. That's right. It seems nothing like. we, you know, I love it. How big, you know, I get questions. Oh, can you teach me tactical shooting? Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no thing, such thing in my book. And most of the guys I associate with called tactical shooting, shooting, shooting. It's just how you apply it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's marksmanship, recoil management and manipulation. You do that where I shoot competitively or I'm doing an operation because shooting is shooting. It's line of sights up, press the trigger without disturbing sights. Pretty yeah. simple, but people yeah. try to overcomplicate it and make it sexy because it's sex sells. Yes, and it does sell. we, we don't really play to that. We're just like, Hey Dave, I'm going to teach you how to do these fundamentals very fast and efficiently. Make it work. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> if it works, that's right. if it works yeah. well with it. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Oh, so what would you say about uh competitive shooting with regards to te- like, you know, like, I mean, I hear the conversation between these tactics. <laughs> I, you and know, it's hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious. Um, dude, shooting is shooting. Yeah. It's aligning the sights and pressing the trigger without disturbing sights, hitting your desired point of impact, keeping the gun running, Heck yeah. which is manipulation, re- managing recoil, which allows me to do follow-up shots fast. And I do that when I'm doing competitive shooting. And guess what? Also competitive shooting. It helps you deal with self-induced stress. Yeah. Uh, problem Because you're, you're dealing with, you know, you're sitting here shooting. Nobody wants to suck in front of people. That's and <laughs> yeah. And so it's a, it, cause you'll, you know, and, and I'll give you a quick story uh, of, mm-hmm. and I do this with, with uh, classes of mine, my classes, I, do, I only teach DOD uh, and I do some law enforcement every now and then great guys. They just don't have a budget and they don't have time. And, but, but they're great. Uh, you know, the, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're great folks. And they got a difficult job. Iraq, uh, 2004, I was running, uh, I was helping run one of the uh, national CT forces, one of the counterterrorism forces. Um, I was going home, on uh, for a couple weeks and then coming back to work um, we're hitting a target let's say on thursday it was like thursday night hitting a target like three explosive breaches on the on the on the on the target rolled in there did bad things to bad people heart really never my heart rate never really increased wasn't that big of a deal because it's just business because at that time we were probably prosecuting five or ten targets a week so you're just busy so it's yeah. just business again mm-hmm. nothing sexy is just work mm-hmm. so you go to work throw a charge on door blow door get in there do business leave i get on a plane Friday morning, fly home. I got jet lag. I go, I'm like, you know what, Saturday morning, I said, man, I'm, I'm going to go shoot a, a USPSA match. All right. So I roll out to the, uh, to, to the range, um, get up there, you know, you get to walk through the, you know, the course of fire. RO, range officer, he goes, all right, you understand the course of fire because it's your time to shoot. You got all these dudes you don't know who behind watching you. That's the truth. Like, you're like, um, you understand the course of fire? Yep. They're going to load mech ready. Gas gun up put the gun back in your holster and you're sitting there looking at it and your heart feels like it's about to jump through your chest. <laughs> and, back, and, and none of these people know what I do for a real living. Okay, and, uh, cool. Uh, so I'm sitting here, I'm looking at, and, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, holy shit. I said, uh, 48 hours earlier, 
I was putting a charge on a door, blowing the door, rolling through the house, you know, doing yeah, bad things, bad with folks. <laughs> yeah, with, with, with the boys. And my and I didn't feel this much anxiety. Yeah. And I was like, and that right there went combat stress versus self-induced stress. Wow. You got Boy. to understand how to deal with it. Uh, this is true. And yeah, and, and dealing with it, you know, the combat stress is nothing more mm. than training and mindset mm. and being comfortable in chaos. Mm. Um, and the self-induced stress is stress mm. that you're doing on yourself because there's no repercussions. These are paper targets. They're not shooting back at you. Yeah. And I always hate it when guys, not hate it, but I, you know, I get a chuckle when I got the tactical gurus talking about mm. tactical shooting and they're like, oh, well, you know, USPSA or competitive shooting is going to get you killed. Yeah. If you can't differentiate between shooting competition <laughs> with with paper targets and going out and doing an operation, I cannot help you. Yeah, you're beyond. You're beyond. You're help. beyond me helping you. So <laughs> can't fix we don't that. pay attention to. Yeah, we can't fix that. So we <laughs> we usually we usually don't deal with that side of the house. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, most of my clients is you know Marine Recon or Marines or military or special operations. Outstanding. And they already got the mindset, so I, I just cover hey this is how we do this fast and efficiently whether it's breaching shooting whatever we're doing yeah that's awesome now i love that story there's so much in that story that one carries over into life in terms of the way you meet use your mind and your psychology and self-induced stress and all those different things you know but two for that conversation that you hear these guys having on you know because i do some competitive shooting and catching up getting into the game and trying to get better and stuff and i get these Uh you know the trolls hop on every once in a while (laughs) (laughs) the trolls god bless them got with their like neck beards and their you know the 7-eleven big gulps and stuff you know um (laughs) it's gonna uh, get you killed yeah yeah so i was like it's gonna get you killed when's the last time you actually been in a gunfight right (laughs) yeah like call me when you when you spend 30 years doing that stuff right Uh, like yeah like all i know is I can problem solve now. I got more. I can problem solve better while shooting right now. Um, exactly. Higher quality reps in than I would if I was yep. going to a course every couple of months, maybe, you know, yep. Um, yep. you know, exactly. it's, it's making me an overall, I believe better shooter. And then you go to a course with folks who haven't been competing every weekend. And a lot of times there's a difference. There's a stark difference. Yeah. So, okay. I'm glad I asked that question. I, I'm glad I asked that question. Yeah. Um, yeah. If there was one kind of takeaway that you got from your time in special forces, is there like a, I don't know, like a kind of a takeaway or a few things that come to your mind as a result of those experiences, what would they be? A takeaway would be, you know, it it was, if I had to do it all over again, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change a damn thing. Well, a little, a few things I would, you know, me screwing up, yeah, Yeah. me screwing up some things, Um, Mm -hmm. but working you're doing something bigger than yourself. And yeah. that is the, and, and that is actually what, because when you die, that's your legacy. Mm. You did something bigger than yourself. It wasn't about you. It was about, it was about my God, my God, my country, my family, my okay. brothers that I went to combat with or did operations with. Um, and, and you leave that legacy behind. And some of the takeaways from it was, uh, you know, I learned it made me who I am. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the military would, you know, gave, gave me a little bit of discipline, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but special operators aren't made. They're born. We all, whether it's, whether it's Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. Army Green Berets uh, uh, at the unit or, 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 or recon or what have you, 
you go to you, you're the same type of person. It's just you went you went to that mall, that strip mall, mm-hmm. and whatever was shiny for the day, you know, you went over there and hung out with those guys. If I'd have been over, if I'd have went to Marine Corps, I'd have been over at Marsoc. If mm-hmm. I'd have been in the Navy, I would have been over the SEALs. And the same type of those guys, if they went in the Army, they would have been a Green Beret. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 the individual that that you know it's that person that goes there. And then when you go to the, that that organization within the military, they develop you to what they need you to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of the takeaways was um, was I'm honored that I got to that that they allowed me to serve in the military one, two, mm-hmm. that, yeah, they tested me in special operations. I passed the test and I got to work with some amazing people that are the top 1% on the planet at what they do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that is my big takeaway is I, I just had the honor to basically serve with some heroes. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, if I had to do it all over again, I do the same thing. I go do the same route. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I probably better lessons learned, of me screwing up, I'd probably be in a better place, but, uh, uh it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the screw ups, uh, made me who, you know, made me a better person cause I learned from them and, and moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had some great mentors, uh, mm-hmm. within my community. Um, a couple of them off the top of my head, Jimmy judge was a old team sergeant of mine as a young special operator. Sometimes you get the big head and sometimes mm-hmm. you get, uh, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm cool. I'm too cool for school. Okay. Well, you're not. Uh, you know, I lowest rank is an E6. An okay. E6 to us is a private. Um, so, you know, the guy shows up, he's an E6, he's, he just graduated course and he's all, you know, piss and vinegar. And, uh, um, think, and I was, and I was that guy and mm-hmm. I was that guy, Jimmy judge, you know, you treat support guys like other ah, support guys, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you don't want to do them. Well, Jimmy, I would watch Jimmy and Jimmy would bring those guys in and treat them well. And that, therefore, it gave it put less uh, pressure on us as the operators to do stuff because the support guys are there helping us. So we didn't have to do certain things so we could concentrate just on our job. Yeah. And I learned so much from Jimmy Judge of how to manage people. Mm. And everybody, you can learn from anybody. If you Thank humble you. yourself, you can learn from anybody. Yeah. No matter who the hell they are. Yeah. Uh, whether, whether it's some crackhead on the street, he may have something that I don't have. He has an experience. Yourself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and learn from that. Um, yeah. and Jimmy, Jimmy really showed me how to manage people. And, and, and uh, I didn't do it quite as good as he did. I never did. Uh, but I did learn a lot from him. Another guy uh, that, um, that I've met many times um, and I really looked up to him. And last time I saw him was in, a, in Afghanistan in 2003 in the Kama room. Uh, in a certain hotel there right outside of Kabul. Mm. Uh, his name is Billy Waugh. Uh, Billy Waugh is a legend within our community. Mm. And uh, um, and great guy. But a lot of his, what he's done, and just being around him, I was uh, humbled, and of course, because he's a legend, um, and uh, um, learned from him. And just a lot of other folks that, that I've worked with in the, in the, in the past uh, that I've learned from. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine, Tom Bullens, owns a company called Trigger Time, mm-hmm. uh, former Marine, just a phenomenal human being. And I learned a lot of humanity and compassion from that man. Because, yeah. uh, he, again, he was very good to people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a young, motivated troop, 
sometimes I didn't have that. And, and looking back on it, as I got older, I'm like, you know what? I was a jackass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I wish I could go back in time and treat people just a little bit better uh, than I did. Not now I've always been good to people and I've always treated mm-hmm. people well, but there's certain times and I wish I would have done better. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Uh, well, just to hear you talk about how, you know, the mentorship and all those things are so valuable, you know, and just for guys out there and whoever's listening to, to just notice that, you know, if you be a wise man or woman, you better look around you and take note of the people who are doing it right and learn from those folks. Cause that's, that's a fast path to, to doing some things right. And then also to hear, you know, a man like yourself pay so much forward and also, you know, say things about like learning about how to treat people with respect and treat people good, no matter where you are and they are in your, you know, in, in that socioeconomic, when that whole rank structure or whatever status that is within your environment Um, and, and having those things be so important because honestly, I couldn't agree more. I think relationships, Cause I work, uh, one of my clients is a church. So I was there, you know, a, a month or so ago and they're having a funeral and a Korean Marine was dying and he had just passed. And, uh, I just sat there and, you know, watched the slideshow and all I saw was relationships, man, yeah. family pictures and uh, everything. And I, it, you know, I, by the time that photo reel stopped hair stand up on my arm, I had to stand up. God bless that man. Cause all I saw was the relationships and, um, there's just, I feel like there's so much to be said for the way that we navigate life. And uh, you want to see a man's real character, you know, you give him some power, you know. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, most men, exactly. I think the saying goes, most men can can deal with adversity. But if you really want to see a man's character, give him power. And, um, you know, coming from someone who's done what you've done, I think that's something that a lot of folks need to take to, take to heart is yeah. treat people good. And do the right thing, man. It's it's some of the most valuable stuff we can do on this planet. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And to learn that from that community, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a warrior. Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> our, our community, you know. I mean, it, it's it's very tight. Um, yeah. And and a lot of times you get desensitized because uh, yeah. you're only around those type of folks, mm-hmm. uh, folks that are are self-motivated. They're, they're hundred percent at everything they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have integrity, they, you know, they, 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 they will, they, they'd rather die than, than, uh, uh, screw they a give friend. Up honor. Uh-huh. Exactly. And so you get desensitized that you come out in the real world and you bump into folks or you associate with some people that don't have the same thing. And, yeah. and, you know, you get naive, like I've been naive and get screwed over and you're That's like, huge. what the, what, what like the hell? That, you that know, can even happen. People act yeah, like exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like this. What? What is the problem here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get you get a little su- surprised. So then you know immediately you retract and you only want to deal with your your community. Yeah. And um, um, but yeah, you do get desensitized because hey, uh, we had a story. Uh, uh, my last ODA I had uh, mm. as a team sergeant, uh, we had one guy that, in our opinion, wasn't. It was, it was the worst guy we had. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Went down the street because I had to do uh, go coordinate some things with some folks. And went down there and I looked around. And I'm like, holy cow. I came back and I pulled that guy aside and go, hey, dude, I want to apologize to you. And he's like, why? Uh, I said, just, I said, you're a rock star, buddy. You're a rock star. Yeah. 
Uh, and he had no idea what the hell I was talking about. But again, we get desensitized because you're around just these type of people and you go deal with some other group mm-hmm. and you see the stark difference. Yeah. And he makes you run back to those same guys. Uh, <laughs> this is so yeah, he's like, guys, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, <laughs> Even though you're fighting with them 10 minutes later. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's right. Yeah. You know, ne- yeah. Never mind an hour ago when I, when I said, you guys are, uh, are, are, aren't pulling your weight, but uh, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's, I, I completely understand. And, it's like having now it's like having a good detail, man. You know, we work so hard to get the guys we want around us, you know, and it's, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's also just that honor culture, you know, to be around guys that have that honor and respect and things like that. And yeah. would rather die before letting their honor, you know, well, before failing. Yeah, letting their boys down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. that's valuable yeah. stuff. And, and you know, like now, uh, the mm-hmm. guys that I work with, we were all senior senior guys, E8, E9s within yeah. our community. So you were all, every one of the guys I work with were in leadership positions, in charge mm-hmm. of a team, in charge of an assault troop, in charge of uh, our, our squadron, what have you. And uh, um, so like last, one of the last jobs we, we did and I brought the boys in, um, you know, I'm the one that got the phone call. So I'm the team lead. But mm-hmm. you have five other guys that if you leave, they can do your job just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. And but what's, what's nice is all of us are humble enough to go, all right, hey, Matt, you're the boss now. What do you want me to do? How yeah. can I support you? Hey, John, I need you to do X, Y, Z. Got it. I'm on it. And then, or when I'm the boss, it's like, hey, Matt, I need you to do this. I'm, I know it's going to be done. And most of the time, 99.9% of the time, it's done the way I want it done and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like everything to be said for that. When you know, it's like a certain type of, when you know you can ask someone to do something and they're going, yeah. it's like a certain kind of trust. It's like you know, yeah. it's a certain type yeah. of currency. You yeah. Know. And, and, and you know, the, the, the guys we work with are from our background most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I can task them with something. And not only they going to, not only I don't have to babysit them, they understand the task and all the implied tasks that go with it. Mm-hmm. For instance, if I say, hey, uh, Hey, Ox, I need you to take those guys, train them uh, to do uh, basic CQB, and I leave. You mm-hmm. got you got one week. I, I know he will understand all the tasks that has associated with that one job and all the implied tasks, and right. he's going to make it happen. And all I'm going to do is go, hey, well, what do you need from me? Yeah. I need X, Y, Z. Got it. There you go. Or I go, hey, JP, I need you to uh, – do surveillance on this guy or set up a network to get guys into country and out of country covertly. That's the task. He will, there's a complete buttload of laundry list of implied tasks that goes with that. Yeah, and, yeah. He's, and he's all over it. I don't have to get in the weeds with that guy to go, Hey, I need you to, you know, when you, you know, you know how to set a safe house up, you know, you got to have X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. He already does that. Yeah. He knows that because he was a team lead that was doing it for Southcom back in the day. Heck yeah. And so it makes being a leader and working with them much more pleasurable. Easy. <laughs> All I got to do is give them a task. Right. And you it's task oriented. Exactly. I'll, you know, I would rather give the reins than give the spurs. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. pull the reins and give spurs. If I got to give you the spurs, you're not you self-motivated. I don't need you. That's, That's right. Truth. And that is kind of a big takeaway for all the, you know, people in the industry listening is, hey, you want to be that type of guy for your leader. You know, you want to be the type of guy your leader can say, hey, here's the end state. Yep. Handle it. 
and he, go make it happen. he can trust she can trust that you're gonna whip it on and you're gonna yeah. get everything done and they're not gonna have to come back and check on you yeah, or you right. know tie shoes and wipe you know uh, yeah that's right because <laughs> right. and then that's yeah. how you earn their respect and gain yep. some 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 equity and capital with them uh mm-hmm. to where it's like a reciprocal kind of a, a really beautiful relationship you know yeah, yeah. Um, yep. so that's yeah that's huge man that's a big takeaway mm-hmm. What type of things would you say uh, you've learned about like good and evil during your time in the field doing these things? Oh, you know, <laughs> I've, I've worked in about 58 countries right now. Wow. And uh, uh, evil is out there. Oh, yeah. But there is good. There is good. Um, and you have to differentiate between the two. Um, just because you're in a, in a country that is a third world country, not everybody is a shithead. Mm, uh, okay. The majority of them aren't. The majority yeah. of them just want to live. Mm-hmm. And I'm there to, most of the time I'm there and the boys are there to help them secure their area so they can live. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to go target the shitheads, mm-hmm. find them, fix them, and finish them. Yeah, absolutely. Evil exists. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, 100%. If evil didn't exist, we wouldn't have a job. Yeah, that's the truth. And you know, when diplomacy fails, we go to work. Yeah, and that's outstanding. I mean, it's 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 it is what it is. <laughs> it yep. just is what it is. No, that's and that's I, I you know in some ways I think it's fortunate that a lot of Americans haven't had to face that reality. But in other ways, you know, I believe they're missing out on the reality, a reality of reality. <laughs> you know, that would help them. Oh, um, they are. Maybe. Do more Americans, good. Americans are protected. And yeah. when, when you've never lost freedom, you don't know what freedom is. This is true. This is very true. Yep. You take it for granted. Oh, I think, 100%. I think that's something the military did good for me is just, you know, Marine Corps. <laughs> I just remember that's them right. being like, Hey, you fight for freedom. You don't have, freedom. that's right. <laughs> you know, and that's I right. You don't, yeah. In the military, you don't, Yeah. you know, you know, when you join the military and you special basic training, you yeah. lost every bit of your freedom. Everything. Every bit. You ain't yeah. even have the same underwear. <laughs> <laughs> no. you know? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What lessons in like uh, human potential would you say you've seen or learned? Um, human potential? Yeah. Like um, in terms of how much more someone's capable of than they realize, you know, is it, you know, is it, is it that people can do more than they think? Is it, uh, yeah, really. A I think a lot of people, thing or? Yeah, well, uh, some of it is. Uh, there's some people that, um, you know, the will to live is strong, and yes. if you got a guy or, or, or a person that has a strong will to live, you know, uh, they can do quite a. They can do more than what they think they can, and mm. uh, a lot of times, you know, like like for instance, selection or something like that that you know, folks go through. Yeah, uh, as long as as long as they don't quit. And, 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 uh, most more likely they're going to get selected if they don't quit. Hmm. Not all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hell, we probably, with my selection class, we had what, 533 start. We had a hundred make it to the end and only 70 got selected. So about 30 dudes just cause they grunted out. Yeah. What, what they were looking for. But that's still, I mean, if you make it, you're 70 out of a hundred. If you make it, 
Yeah, yeah, if, if you make it, and then and and then it's a two year long qualification course after that, and then yeah, you end up you end up with sixteen out of the seventy at the end. Wow, yeah, wow, that's amazing. I think um, I think kind of relating to that, being able to because like I got out of the Marine Corps, and you know a lot of my brothers and things like that, and you know guys are struggling hardcore, and I think that uh, yeah. a lot of that comes from not. I say you got to find your new fight. If you're a warrior, you've got to find a new fight. If you sit back yeah. here, complacency still kills, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things I was able to do that was intelligent was realize that, hey, if I don't, if I don't freaking get it in gear, I'm going to die out here. I'm going to die a slow death. It's going to be the atrophy of my identity, you know? Yeah, that squad leader you were in Iraq, great, really, you know, awesome. Yeah. You're never going to be that again. And you're going to start drinking and you're going to start eating and then you're not yep. going to look anything like it. And your wife yep. is already tired of your stories and then <laughs> you're going to be sitting yeah. here and yeah. you're going to look in the mirror and the identity that you, that your honorable self will have been yeah. so gone. And that atrophy, I think is what caused a lot of guys to kill themselves. So I kind of like, yeah. yep. it was like, yo, you're in the fight for your life, bro. You know, yeah. nothing will bring you closer to destruction than comfort. <laughs> and I, and that kind of, realizing yeah. that, you know, this is, this is a life or death thing really kind of helped me get out of a rut, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I definitely see how like realizing you're fighting for your life will unlock a lot of potential. 100% man. Yeah. There is a lot of the boys in our community. Um, once they leave, mm -hmm. if they don't do something, uh, get into something that uh, they can feel that they are still being a part of something. Yeah. Um, uh, they go into a dark place. I've been to go, I've went to that dark place. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and it's, it's a difficult thing where you've got to, you, you were on a train that was going hundred miles an hour. Right. <laughs> every day, every day you dealt, you were dealing with stuff that was bigger than yourself. Yeah. All of a sudden now it stops. Maybe mm -hmm. it doesn't stop. You jump off that train still goes. It's gone. An hour. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> And they may, you know, they may, you know, call you for a couple months after that, but then they got other stuff they got going on. Mm -hmm. You've got to figure out what um, is your next fight. You've got yeah. to go find that next fight. And um, you got to be self-disciplined enough to do it. And a lot of the guys, okay. they have a hard time at it. I have a great friend of mine, a guy named Tom Satterley. Mm -hmm. Tom really helps our community out. Um, he came out of the unit. Uh, I've known him for quite, quite a few years. And uh, he had a story that was similar to what I was just describing. Mm -hmm. And uh, his one big thing is he helps our community now with boys that are left uh, that are struggling and, you know, that might go to that dark side. And, yeah. he, you know, he, he tries to steer them in, in, in another uh, direction. But, yeah, he, I can't remember the name of the daggone company he's, he's, he's basically formed. But, you know, if your listeners Google Tom Satterley, yeah. uh, phenomenal human being. Uh, yeah. I'll look, uh, I'll look it up and love him. it in the, uh, yeah. Yeah. In the uh, comments after this for sure. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That find your new fight's a big thing. I ended up writing a book yeah. about it called finding meaning after the military. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Turned out to be a good thing, man. But that's awesome. <laughs> I think as a warrior, you, cause like even getting to the gym, you know, even getting the physical fitness stuff in, like, yeah, I, yeah. I still look at that as like, Hey, this is a must. This is a non-negotiable, yes. you know, That's uh, right. what, what would you say about physical fitness in the life of a protector or a warrior? 
Oh, you you have right. to. I, I mean, how can you physically continue to do to take uh, do the fight? You physically you, you can't. Yeah. And to me, it's a it, to me it's a self discipline thing. Mm-hmm. If you become obese and you can't do what you need to do, that's a self discipline thing. Yeah. You need to look in the mirror and go, "What the fuck?" and pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get your ass in there and get after it. Okay. Quit crying. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Reach down, grab the old doodads, and get to work. Yeah. And I think I just, it breaks my heart because I, I feel like men or whoever, they just don't get that message enough nowadays. You know, no. like, <laughs> it's, uh, so- it's, it's, yeah, it's too toxic masculinity. Yeah. And you know what? No, nobody's high. Nobody hides behind a feminist when shit goes sideways. Exactly. They hide behind that barrel chester freedom fighter. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because those standards are maintained by by us, and yes. the disciplines are maintained by us. And ain't everything, not everything's about feeling good. <laughs> and no. not everything, sometimes you it's reality. Do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's reality. Yeah, you got to do the thing to have the power. You know, yeah. you got to lift that yeah. stinking weight. You know, yeah. maybe you need to look in the mirror and and tear yourself a new one because you have happiness. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know. That's right. Um, that, that man, and that's, no, that's, that's the message, man. Like, and no one loves you enough to do it. Yeah. Probably not. So you got to do it to yourself. That's right. Nobody loves you like you. Yeah, man. That's good stuff. Um, what would you say keeps you going on the warrior path these days? Is there any? Well, one, it's, it's the only life I really know. Mm-hmm. Um, and be honest with you, it's in, in a, it's, like for instance, last year during hunting season, you know mm-hmm. my big th- my big passion's backcountry hunting. I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm not working, I'm not dancing a damn phone from mm-hmm. end of September to damn mid November because it's elk season, bear season, blah blah blah. Right. And uh, of course, I get a phone call. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, yeah, it, it's it's hey, you know, Americans been kidnapped in this mm-hmm. country X. Yeah. Well, oh well, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, because it's God and country. He's an American. I have yes. to go do this. Uh, yeah. So, you know, put the boys together and we went and, you know, d- do what we do. And mm-hmm. I've missed, you know, pretty much the entire hunting season, yeah. uh, which is my passion. But uh, at the end of the day, it's doing the right thing. If a guy calls me and says, hey, we got to go do this, no matter what I'm doing, if it's for a just cause, I'm dropping anything I'm doing. Again, not motivated by money, yeah. motivated by doing the right damn thing. Mm-hmm. And if it's an American involved, we're going. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I completely agree. I understand. I feel the same way, man. Like there's just certain things. It's like, this is what I do. This is yeah. the right thing to do. And it kind of breaks everything else. It's like, this is what's yeah. got to be done. And interestingly enough, you're ready to die over it. And you're not even thinking, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like for the value system that I stand for, you know, and it's nothing as extreme as the stuff you do. Uh, but once you know who you are and you know what you're here for, it's kind of like, um, it's a no brainer. And you know, yeah. you're probably on that plane wishing it was like, like, man, I was getting ready to elk cut. Like it, it probably crossed. Oh, no. oh, of course it does. <laughs> but you're, like, you're still like, it. right. And it's like, yeah. I ask myself sometimes when I wake up at like 4am, like, why are you going to go do this? And I'm like, cause this is what I think. This is what I do. <laughs> you know, exactly. this, is, this is who we are. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult yeah. to explain. It really is. But it, um, it's really that simple. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That, that's yeah. a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what would you say about, you know, the describe the warrior mindset, if you were going to break that down for someone listening, like it's a broad question. <laughs> yeah, that's broad. Holy shit. Um, the, you know, the warrior mindset, well, what it's, it's always one there. there is, it's, it's uh, integrity, having mm. that, that character of, of uh, getting out there and doing something bigger than yourself. That's the biggest one. Um, not, not quitting on your guys or your boys. Um, and no matter what the obstacle is, we will figure it out because it's the right thing to do. We're going to risk our life. And if I die in the process, Mm -hmm. then that's just part of it. That's Mm -hmm. just, that's just our business. Um, it's, it's a dangerous business and Mm -hmm. you know, you accept that and you move and, and, and you move on. Um, you know, you know, on the back, on the other side of that door, there's some guys that are willing to kill themselves to kill you, but you're going to breach that door and you're going to go in there and you're going to, and you're going to uh, distribute some damn justice. Exactly. You know, I find so consistent and so beautiful about like these conversations we get to have is, you know, when I ask about the warrior mindset and the guys that really know what it is, it's the same thing uh, that you find in, you know, the samurai cultures and then, you know, the ancient Greek cultures, it ends up coming down to service. It ends up coming down to like a very high grade potent version of service that a lot of people just aren't strong enough to do. Maybe not physically fit to do psychologically fit, but they're rendering like you're rendering a selfless service on a lot of levels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, I've worked with a lot of guys that have mm-hmm. been just phenomenal warriors, good people, mm-hmm. and it still take that, even though they're, they, they left the military, left the government, and they're mm-hmm. still doing it when they can. I mean, uh, a bunch of guys come to mind. Uh, Mike Pannone. Mm-hmm. Mike Pannone, uh, phenomenal guy. I've known him for, for years. We, we've worked together. He's a good friend of mine. I will call him and bounce ideas off him. Mm-hmm. To get his to get his input, very, um, very smart. Like, oh, Mike, Mike, Mike is awesome. <laughs> uh, Mike, I'll call uh, you know, and I'll have clients mm-hmm. um, that you know whether I'm teaching shooting or, or, or tactical or what have you. Yeah, I will always encourage him. Hey, go see this guy as well. Um, intelligent, be, yeah, because he may be because most of the, we all come from the same organization. Mm-hmm. We uh, we're probably going to teach the same thing. It's just the way he articulates something might get to that other student that I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Mike is extremely articulate mm-hmm. and uh, he's been there, done that. He's humble. Mm-hmm. He, he actually gives a shit. Uh, and he's, he, he, yeah, he actually cares. And yeah. he is a no shit. Great guy. Um, and, and, and we got plenty of the guys uh, within the community uh, yeah. that are just good, good folks. And, uh, mm-hmm really care about passing on knowledge. It's not about us. It's not yeah. about us beating our chest. We're not going to do a hair gel commercial. Um, <laughs> we, you know, right. it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's about passing the information off to the next generation to carry the torch. Mm-hmm. And that's our passion. Not about you as an individual. It's about passing the torch. And I think that is mature, uh, healthy, like 
masculinity at its best. I think, I feel like what we battle sometimes is the immature talk, like true toxic masculinity is the like bravado. I'm yeah. too cool for school. Yep, yep, yep. Like, you know, there I was in the middle of the sand, you know, <laughs> like those guys. Like, <laughs> okay. Like that's what we have to battle, you know, and people then mm-hmm. see a strong man or a confident man and they become insecure. Yeah. Because yeah. they were dealing with these egomaniacs. Mostly. Yeah, that's right. They, had this, they saw a strong right. man, you know? Yeah. So, Toxic masculinity. That's nothing more than, than a guy a, being an asshole. Yeah, it's boyishness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's, it's cause yeah. once, I feel like once you become really strong and confident and you've done things, you're actually more, you're more mindful, kind of. You're mm-hmm. able to be more vulnerable, mindful. You care, yeah. some, you care, you know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that really seems to be, it's the, just a healthy adjustment. Or like, you know, you get, when I got out of boot camp, I was like hard charger, you know, and then of course went to Iraq and got blown up a couple of times. And I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you realize like, okay, we can, we, we can be here and it's fine. It's good. It's yeah. Good. yeah I'm, I'm not bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Seriously. Um, and that, yeah, that kind of goes into that service. Um, is there a difference between you and other, and other guys out there? You know, is there anything that's, that you think is unique about you? Uh, I mean, we all have our unique thing that we yeah. bring to the table. And uh, uh, whether I'm trying to build a team to go do a specific job, mm-hmm. I may need a guy that is, he may not be an operator, he may be a signals intelligence guy, but I mm-hmm. need that guy to enable me to do our end state. Um, right. And, and, I believe that, that I do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I don't do well. Um, you know, I'll admit the, I'll admit the hell that every damn day. <laughs> One thing I think that I do well is seeing the bigger picture mm-hmm. and being able to see a job or see a mission and put together uh, the people and the assets to get the end state. To um, and yeah, to make it work. And it may be dangerous, but sometimes root strength and ignorance works in certain times. Yeah. Um, and, and when, you know, when, when things go sideways, Hey, reach down, grab a doodads and make it happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, or sit back and go, let's look at, let's have some uh, tactical patience. Let's look at this. Let's let it unfold. Then let's make a decision. But when we make a decision, we act. Mm-hmm. There's not make a decision and sit there and hem haul. It's make a decision and make it happen. Um, and, and you know, I believe I've done pretty well with that mm-hmm. uh, and making things happen. And uh, um, there's certain times that probably my biggest, my, my weakness was, was uh, not utilizing some of the people that, mm-hmm. that, that I had um, okay. and kind of taking it on myself and just, and, and, and dragging some folks um, through. Now, the older I got, the more mature I got as a leader. Mm-hmm. I would recognize that and I would bring other people up. So, you know, as, as a leader, your job sometimes isn't leading, it's developing new leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now I've had guys call me, you know, of course, when I was, you know, the, you know, in the leadership position that, you know, like, you know, cuss me, you know, oh, you're, you're making us do this, blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't understand the why's behind something. And then they became the team sergeant. They became the leader. Mm-hmm. And then they'll call me and go, John, I want to apologize. Holy shit. I didn't, I didn't think it was this bad. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we kept a lot of heat off you. Um, yeah. but that, but, but that's your job and, mm-hmm. uh, is to keep the heat off the boys, let them do what they need to do. 
and um, you know, just give them the in-state and, and yeah. pull the reins and go that direction and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, yeah uh, there's a, some things that did well. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was looking at the bigger picture, making things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some things I did not do well in the junior leadership time mm-hmm. uh, was letting the boys do what they need to do. And I didn't learn that until more in my senior leadership time of, uh, of seeing somebody. But thing is, is, is they had to show potential. And once they show potential, then I would trust them enough to give them the rope. Mm, okay. Go out there and make it happen. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as they showed that, man, it, it was on. And and what's nice is being in the in that special operations community, most of the guys, ninety nine point nine percent of the guys, are one hundred percent capable. Yeah. You just got to give them. You got to give them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, developing leaders. The difference between developing leaders and really just kind of uh, leading them. On, probably not micromanaging, but really yeah. the art of recognizing a good leader and developing leaders mm-hmm. instead of followers. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Maybe that's, that's it. Right. You know, a good leader yeah. develops leaders rather than just followers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah, and, that's and, you know, I, I was lucky enough to have some good mentors that were better leaders than I was. Okay. Cause they enabled me to do what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's good to go. And then if you're developing leaders, I mean, all that, all those things like, um, people can operate on their own. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. you know, you know, you, you've got a bunch of, you know, sergeants and you got a bunch of team leaders. People can operate on their own. That uh, decentralized command can work and you can still arrive at the same location. At the, at That's the right. Day, which is, is That's right. You know, I got to have a guy that I can go, Hey, I need you to go by yourself mm. to X country X, take these indige and make things happen by yourself. So I got to have a guy that's self-disciplined, self-motivated. That's why in our organization, we don't yell at people. We don't yell at people because we believe yelling at people is false motivation. He's doing something because I'm yelling at him. Yeah. I just need to give you a task and to conditions and standards or give you a task and then stay and go make it happen. Mm -hmm. And if you don't make it happen, you're not going to be in an organization no more. You're in the wrong spot. (laughs) Exactly. I need self-motivators. Yeah, that's good to go, man. That's yeah. that's motivating. <laughs> that's good yeah. to go. Um, what would you say? Are there uh, any keys to uh, success in terms of your longevity? You know, staying in the game. Are there any things that have uh, you think allowed you to continue staying healthy psychologically, mentally, emotionally, physically, and stay in yeah. the game? Yeah. Um, one is is always do a good job for somebody, okay. so you can get called back. One, don't be that guy that's always um, in controversy. Okay. Uh, cooperate, graduate, as we as we say sometimes. Graduate. Yeah, cooperate, graduate. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're not in charge, then you know, be a good follower. Uh, always look for something to do. Always look for work. Find work. Um, good to go. Yep. When in charge, be in charge. Okay. But listen to your boys, and. Um, it, you know, the cost stay on your physical fitness because uh, sometimes uh, uh, perception is reality. Yes. So if you roll in there and, and you're big as a damn barn and, uh, and, and your job is kind of physically demanding, yeah, that's not <laughs> going to be good. Right. Uh, yeah. And then and being mentally uh, prepared as well. Uh, don't be the complainer. Mm-hmm. Don't be the guy that goes, oh, I, you know, 
the good idea fairy. The good uh, idea fairy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Me yeah. and my buddies were talking about the good idea fairy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those oh. guys in the gun range. This fairy is like a, it's like a spirit or something. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. It's it's nuts. Um, and don't be that guy that that always um, has a better way to do it. Yeah. On everything. Oh well, you you know you you need this new Gucci gear or whatever. No, I don't need a Gucci gear. You know, Genghis Khan didn't have a damn carbine. He didn't he didn't have an embitter. Right. That dude had a mindset and a rock and went and took over half of Asia. Right. You know, Absolutely. that's what he had. Exactly. The he didn't need upper. the latest and greatest Gucci. Yeah, exactly. Don't be the one upper. Um, so yeah, just you know, have your mind right. Uh, be yeah. physically fit and uh, um, cooperate, graduate. That's the thing. Do a good job for the guy, whoever you're working for, mm-hmm. so you get the call back. And always look for work. Always look, find work. Yep. Find work, stay busy, stay humble. <laughs> and, yeah. And take the initiative and do good work. Yeah. You know, and don't get caught up in the small stuff. Like you don't need the gear. Probably just nope. stick to the fundamentals. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I say wisdom is what is it? It's simple but not easy. You know, it's a different. Yeah. Thing. Uh, knowing the path and walking the path are two different things. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's 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 the truth, man. Just get good at the fundamentals. That should help a lot of our Instagram followers. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's awesome. What were the things you liked least about your career and the things you do? What's the hardest part? <sighs> Well, some of the least things is sometimes you get, you know, let's say an SF team, you're out there on your own do, doing your thing. You got your AOR, your response boards, you're, you're out there, you got your little plot of land at your gig. Um, uh, sometimes senior leadership, especially if they haven't been out there and doing the job, mm-hmm. don't second guess the boys. Give them a task and leave them alone. The boys will figure it out. Uh, you know, I loved it. Sometimes at the beginning of the uh, GWAT thing, it was like your your mission from the siege of Sodaf was, or the Sodaf mm-hmm. was, uh, go out and disrupt. Okay. Go out and just that is your area. Go find them, fix them, finish them. Just tell us what you need. And it was like okay, and you know your left and right limit was endless. And uh, so, you know, an implied task of that was enormous, but the boys would go out and make things happen. Um, okay. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was cool. It was a great time. You didn't have micromanagers. You didn't have, you know, uh, it, it, a story went around our, the community. Uh, once things started getting into the weeds of micromanaging, you get a guy back at uh, some battle captain uh, back approving your con op to go do a job. And that dude's never seen an angry man in his life. Uh, <sighs> and, 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 He's looking at your con up and he sees your task org and he sees what's on your, what's on your gun truck. And, you know, of course the gun truck, you know, each vehicle would have, you know, the, that, you know, who's going to be in what position, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, say, yeah. He sees your loadout. He sees a thing called a Carl Gustav and he, he goes, Carl Gustav is in vehicle number two, but he's not on the, you know, oh, no. he's, he's not on task org. And oh. so, so, he tries to throw a wrench in your con op to go for you, for you, for you to go do your job. And you're like, Carl Gustav, it's a fucking 84 millimeter cordless rifle. It's not a person, you jackass. So he's the numb nuts. He's a numb nuts going to prove you to go do your job. He has yeah. no idea what the hell it is. What are you doing? How about this? How about go eat your ho-ho, play your, <laughs> play your damn Xbox, get on, 
get, get on a computer and FaceTime your wife and tell her how hard it is. And tell her how leave hard us, it is. Yeah, leave us alone. <laughs> We're going to go out and do some bad things to some bad people. Yeah. So you just sit there, eat your damn ho-ho on the FOB and, <laughs> and, 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 and Skype your wife. And, sc- and yeah. tell them how hard, and that's really what happens. This is really what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and tell oh, God, I, I know, it's insane. It is. It's insane. It is so. And insane. go to and yeah, and go to Chow Hall and get two, get four scoops of ice cream. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. That 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 was that was some is that was some of the part, parts that you know that was frustrating is uh-huh. when boys you know when you get folks back in the rear that's really never seen Angry Man Alive micromanage uh-huh. on what you're doing. Yeah, and have no idea, and not yeah a, yeah you know and and then. Well, I mean, and in the Marine Corps, there's no like designation tags or nothing, anything. So everyone thinks yeah. you're all the same, you know? So they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. oh, God bless him, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. only, yeah, I can understand that one. What would you say were the hardest lessons you learned out in the field? Some of the hardest lessons, I mean, when somebody dies, one of the boys, that's mm-hmm. a hard lesson. And you're always second guessing uh, what could I have done differently to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, you know, whether he's a $20 million operator or whatever, mm. at the end of the day, it's one of your boys and it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've done everything you possibly can do. Uh, and it's war. Uh, you go, you dress, to go to a gunfight, you go to a gunfight, you get in a gunfight, people get shot. When people get shot, sometimes they die. Mm. You do everything you can possibly to prevent it, mm-hmm. but it is operating in an uncontrolled environment. It's just mm. reality. Yeah. And uh, those those are some hard lessons learned. But the thing is, you always have to do. And every time we go do something, an yeah. operation, we always look and do an after action. No matter if it was 100 percent successful, everything mm-hmm. went like clockwork. You go back and you look at what could I've done differently to make this better. Mm-hmm. And you you learn more from a failure than you do a success. Boom. So Never. if you failed at something, you always go back and be honest with yourself and go, what could I've done differently to had a better outcome. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to bite that bitter pill and go, you know what? I fucked this up, mm-hmm. but I'm going to learn from it. And the next time we're not going to make that same mistake. Heck yeah. No, that's, 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 uh, that's definitely, that's a good one. We're going to look deep into our souls and go, okay, we screwed that up. How yeah. can we not do that stuff again? Where we're going to cost a human life. Yeah. And be blatantly honest with yourself. And I, and I yes. think, that process is very important with everything, no matter how big or, or small the mess up is. Like, uh, you, pre- I feel you protect yourself by doing the absolute best you can and being a good steward in every moment. Yep, um, that's right. And that way, no matter what the outcome is, you know, after that buzzer or after that dust settles, you look yourself in the mirror, you look yourself in the eyes, and you can be like, "All right, I can give myself." You know, I probably did that as best I could with my intelligence and my ability. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and then yep. it's now how could I have done it better? And if, if I don't see an immediate spot where I can take responsibility, I'll go back <laughs> and be like, yeah, I could have done something at this point. I could have changed that outcome or, you know, what? Yeah, yeah. I should have seen, seen that in my partner and asked to work with someone else or said mm-hmm. something at the beginning of the detail, yeah, yeah. Whatever, you know, yeah. um, but you can't change what you can't take responsibility for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's a problem, yeah. you know, yeah. You yeah. how you could have influenced it. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're the common denominator in every problem we face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the thinking truth. Um, what would you say were your proudest moments uh, over your career? Uh, some of the proudest moments that that I that 
that was my big highlights was uh-huh. starting a couple of national counterterrorism forces. Wow. And uh, starting out from scratch. Uh, and they're still thriving today. And yes. that's, that's, that's always nice when you go back to the country and, uh, you know, some of my followers are guys that were some, in some of those units, uh, and, uh, they're still doing God's work and, uh, out there getting after it. Okay. And, and, and those are, and having the opportunity to do that was enormous. So yeah, helping stand up three of these national CT forces. Wow. And that, that's legacy stuff. You know, that's, that's, I believe that's legacy. So that's stuff that, you know, people that you you never even hear their names are probably benefiting from that work. And that's, I think that's real meaningful work. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys behind the scenes doing the work for this. You know, they're just uh, good, humble. You'll never know who they are. Right. Um, you know, and, and it took a lot for me to come out in, in social media. And one of the main reasons I did is I had a, I was, did some training videos and uh, one of the guys like, Hey, we, you on social media. I'm like, hell no, I'm not on social media. And, uh, and uh, he's like, well, you, you could be the best trainer in the world. If nobody knows who you are, it don't matter. <laughs> it I'm literally like, doesn't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, but I try to, on the social media, you know, I try to make it where it, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about uh, sharing knowledge and experience. The experience, what I can uh, share, but some of the experience that will, if somebody sees it, they go, oh, okay. And I don't want it to be beat my damn chest. I want everybody to think that, you know, people are, for perception of, my, uh, of me, it's just, I'm just a normal dude, literally. I'm just a normal dude that had a different job. And when I go do my job, man, it's different. But when I come home, I'm just some redneck out in a hunting, you know, uh, killing things and <laughs> chasing elk and mule deer. And yeah, eh, yeah. yeah, I'm hunting. You know, I'm just a normal dude. Uh, I come out here and I, I, you know, I'll shoot competitively a little bit and I, I go ride my dirt bike and, you know, yeah, I'm just a normal dude. I'm not some superhero. I'm just a normal dude that had a different job. Heck yeah. That's awesome. I keep here. I've heard a few other guys be like, I'm just a normal dude. And it's like, it's like everyone's almost like, because uh, the sensationalism has been so bad, <laughs> you know, like we're all kind of like, don't, yeah, everyone's like allergic to it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's good. I yeah, think yeah, that's beautiful, yeah. man. I, I think the world needs to see more of that uh, come from legitimate folks because that's how all the, le- you know, legitimate guys I've been around and yeah. look up to, they're the same way, man. When I start to hear guys beat their chest, I, I generally think, well, you know, it's usually a sign of weakness, but I, I believe it usually is. It's, it's, a, it's a sign of, you know, compensation or, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, the peacocking isn't generally a sign of, because the guys that already, you know, the guys that I met in my generation that had been to the, you know, were in the battle of Fallujah and stuff like that and did real stuff. They didn't feel the need to try to. Yeah. I, 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 I was themselves. there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the, uh, the battle of Fallujah, November 4. Yeah. Uh, I was the CT force. I was CT force in, in there. I was with the, uh, wow. one eight Marine A and B company were my blocking positions. Wow. That's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah they're great, great troops. They got out there, got after heads off us while we were able to do. That's awesome. That's good to go, man. Yeah. I was in boot camp. My big brothers went through there. Uh, so I got to them right afterwards, yeah. right after they got back. It was there. I mean, crazy homicidal yep. Marines, basically. <laughs> when I first yeah. got to the food, it was nuts. They trained us up good and hard, though. So we're ready for, you know, Haditha and all that fun stuff next. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was one thing you wanted to be uh, remembered by, you know, uh, 
for the things you've done, what would you say that you'd like people to remember you by? That I loved my country. I loved my Americans. I was loyal to my, my boys and I loved my family. Outstanding. That's simple. Good to go. What would you say, what role does family play in the life of a, of a lifelong warrior? At the beginning, you're mm-hmm. married to the organization. When you get older, you start realizing how important family is. And, you know, I wasn't a good father at all to my kids. I was gone mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on my third marriage. Uh, you know, I was married to my organization. I was married to my way of life. Uh, I was selfish in that, in, yeah. in that, uh, in that term. Uh, and I think being older has humbled me quite a bit. Uh, I have a daughter that lives in Spain. You know, she wants to come see me. I'll, I'll do everything I can to come out. Uh, okay. so it is a big deal now being older, but as a young uh, troop, mm-hmm. uh, I was selfish in that sense. And mm-hmm. uh, if I had to do it all over again, I would do that differently. Uh, now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I love, I love my kids. I have two boys. Uh, they're grown, you know, how 28 and 26, I believe. Um, I used to skydive into my oldest son's school for show and tell. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, illegal as hell. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so I didn't follow, Yeah, I, I didn't follow no notums or nothing. I just basically grabbed a rig and had a buddy that had a pilot's license and uh, jumped in a plane, called the uh, the, the uh, um, principal and said, hey, I'm going to jump into the school, make sure the flag's up so I can get a wind call so I can get my uh, – so, I, you know, little things like that, I try to make it up. Mm-hmm. to my kids um and uh, you know i'm not big on birthdays you know and holidays stuff like that i mean hell well i mean i had my 40th birthday i didn't even know it was my birthday i was in yeah. an ambush on the pakistan border waiting for shitheads to come across so we can kill them <laughs> uh literally <laughs> uh, that was my 40th birthday i had no idea um, and somebody look, looked over at you and was like hey yeah happy, happy birthday literally that was it <laughs> and you're like oh like, yeah okay it was, it, you know it, it was Damn, Wade Morrison, uh, Wade Morrison and Jake Land are uh, ones that are like, hey, uh, and I was like, hey, uh, I think it's, I think it's my birthday, and like, yeah, happy birthday, fucker, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So but yeah, my my legacy, I I wanted to, you know, what I what I've done, wish I could have done better was the family thing. I wish I could have done that better. Yeah. Is it so at the end of the day, that's what you got. That's what you got is those those relationships. That's right. Is it possible to do all that you think? It's very difficult, and and uh, there there you can do it, but it mm-hmm. takes a better man than me. Oh, that's such and, a good answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know, though. You know, like it yeah. it can be done, and it also can. for all, all the young ambitious guys out there, you know, because I'm one of them. Um, my father got to be real successful, but he, you know, he was married to his, what he was doing. Um, but I always hear the older, wiser men than me give that same admonishment that, you know, you're going to regret missing out on those relationships. You need to make that a priority. And when you're so young and ambitious and strong still, you know, it's, it's hard to think how important it's going to be, but man, you just got to, I got it. You got to heed those, those, you know. I always say, like, you know, the older guys know what it's like to be the younger guy, but the younger guy has no idea what it's going to feel like. That's right. That's right. That's right. You you only know what you know. You only know, and, and you don't know what you don't know, man. And that's that's, right. that's scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Gouge. Um, wrapping it up. Last few questions yeah. here. Um, what would you say about um, 
the relationship between life and death, you know, uh, it's like kind of a broad question, but like, how do you look at, I mean, what makes it worth given the ultimate sacrifice? You talked about it a little bit, but you know, uh, how do you, how do you, do you think about death? You know, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, no, no, nobody wants to die, but yeah. you know, you know, I'm a Christian and mm-hmm. you know, I do believe in, in God and a higher power. And, and, uh, uh I, I hope that the way I go or the way I die is doing something again, doing something bigger than myself. Hope it, hopefully it is, mm-hmm. uh, rescuing somebody or whether it's um, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I hope it's a noble reason of why, of, of what took my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I die of old age, mm-hmm. uh, I hope I'm surrounded by my family and my friends. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, um, yeah. It's like a fact of life, but, it, but it's kind of all yeah. about how you go and kind of yep. how you live leading up to it. It's kind of what I hear you saying. Yeah. Yeah. And not for nothing. <laughs> I guess in the end, what would you say it's all been for? The whole career and all of it. The whole career, um, the easy answer is God and country uh, and what I wanted to do. I wanted to do this stuff. I, I, I don't know any other thing that I could have done. I'm sure there is something, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted the, I wanted the excitement. I wanted the lifestyle. I wanted the camaraderie of the guys that I worked with and the girls. That's one thing you do miss when you leave. You miss, you miss the folks. Uh, you miss being around like-minded individuals. You fight like cats and dogs, but Jesus Christ, you love them. You, you will die for them literally. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but it, I, I feel like a lot of it ends up being about, it really ends up being about the folks next year. It's crazy. But then yeah, I think, it is. and then but the thing that it, you know, like that wisdom is simple thing, but then, you know, uh, it kind of dials up to where, you know, you start getting, I feel like maybe as you get more mature in life, you start to realize it is not just about the guys next to you, which that's a, a sacred thing. But I think when uh, we find ourselves yeah. on our, you know, at the end of the game, it ends up being about those relationships. It all ends up kind of coming back full circle. And it's about the humans that you spent, you, that you showed respect to the guy who had been respected for, you know, a long time. And, it, and you can see yeah helped him out in his eyes and you, the way you live your life kind of thing. Yeah. Well, those are those, those, those are the, that's the bulk of it, man. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's um, Thank you so much for spending this time with us and, and talking about things. I, I think it's amazing too, that, you know, I mean, for all the things you've done, you know, to walk away, really, I feel like what I learned a lot is just like relationships are a lot, the, the glamour, the awesome high speed stuff is awesome in high speed. But I think in the end, at the end of the day, what's really valuable is, you know, the relationships when you're in the circles you're in, um, the way you treat people uh, and the effect you have on the team. You know, do you bring the average up? You hold your spot in the shield wall, as they say, in the phalanx, (laughs) you know, and things along that. Those lines tend to be kind of, you know, and then leadership, you know, are you are you leading are you creating followers or are you creating other leaders you know yeah those yeah. are some other considerations and do the fundamentals better <laughs> yeah 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 be brilliant at the basics nothing we do is high speed heck yeah
That's awesome stuff. Good to go. So where, what are you up to next? What's next? Where are you now? Where can people find you? Well, uh, work-wise, I mean, we've got a couple of things we're standing by to go recover some folks. Hmm. Hopefully that, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully that works out. Uh, I got some training jobs coming up. I got uh, recon boys again, uh, possibly in June. Um, awesome. Got some NSW guys. Uh, I got a law enforcement group out of uh, Baltimore area. Uh, I'll do an instructor class with those folks. Um, and uh, yeah, then you know we we you know I own my own company, Cross Arrows uh, LLC. It's my training company. I work for a local company here, a good friend of mine. Uh, Ultra Shooting Solutions, okay. uh, a guy named Brian, um, Brian Herbalist, former Marine. Um, great, phenomenal guy. Uh, I do still do work with uh, no, uh, Tier 1 group out of uh, Arkansas. That's who I'll do the Marines with, well, through. And, um, um, but, yeah, that's uh, just training next generation and then uh, going to do some uh, helping some people out of, out of some bad situations and some bad places. Outstanding. Good to go. And uh, I'll f- get all those links and, uh, and yeah. stuff uh, from you. And I'll throw them down in the comments below. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a couple of guys that, that I would recommend going to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, getting some, you know, Mike Pannone, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony, Tony Calden is a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, there, there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good guys out there. Uh, 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 once is that JD Pekinski owns a company called uh, Northern Red. Uh, mm-hmm. Good friend of mine, great guy. Uh, but there's a lot of groups out there, you know, from our community that are just good, stand-up, solid folks. Doing and I would good to do things, and I would go seek those guys out. And uh, not only, you know, learn from folks like myself, but also other people. If it's shooting related, uh, those guys are great. Uh, there's also a lot of competitive shooters out there. J.J. Ricasa is a great, shoot, uh, great, great shooter and, and great trainer. Um, and, um, um, who else was some more? You know, of course, uh, Larry Vickers. I've known Larry for many, many years. Great guy. There's a lot of them out there. Um, stay away from all the flash crap. Yeah. If a, if a guy's running around, you know, inventing words, uh, <laughs> probably stay away from that guy. It's a good um, idea, Fairy, right there. Oh, right? my God. God. Guys invent words. Or, or or it's like, you know, the four basic safety rules. They'll do the temple index. I'm like, why are you doing that? Because well, how about this? How about just don't point your gun at somebody? Yeah. How about just say that and just right. keep it there? Quit, quit inventing stuff. Uh, just be brilliant at the basics. Yeah, like throwing stuff on it, the top. Yeah, 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 just it's ridiculous. But yeah, go to those guys, seek those guys out. Mm-hmm. Um, seek the guys out that are humble and have a have a little bit of background if you want to know if you want the mindset with the uh, with the shooting. Because uh, in the day, shooting, shooting, there's no tactics involved. It's just sights and trigger and met with manipulation. And uh, um, don't get caught up in all the flash and the Gucci shit. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Yep, that's right. (laughs) That's what's up. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for spending this time with us. Uh, I really appreciate it, sir. It's been been an absolute pleasure. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Outstanding. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, brother. Out. (laughs) 
to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month. $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.